Should we get it started? <laughs> yeah. Cut to interior of beautiful, white, extremely rich person's family home in the Jewish part of Woodsboro, where two teenagers, Dan and Dan, are getting ready for a movie night on the couch. Come in, Dan. Hey, Dan. Welcome to my house where we are going to watch a movie tonight. What did you bring over for us to watch? Is it your favorite movie, maybe Speed Racer? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I was able to finally import the Region 2 Blu-ray of Speed Racer, so it is, in fact, Speed Racer. Wow. Yes, and. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't know that I had to participate. In this. I, I didn't. I'm not, I'm not doing the I cold opens up, by I myself. I didn't warm up my voice. Okay. Me, 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 me. Yeah. Line face. Give us one, give us one. Uh, me, 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 uh, me. <laughs> okay, Dan. Okay. I'm going to go into the other room and pop some popcorn now on the stove, which will be loud enough that I will not be able to hear you from the other room where I'm going to be. Ah, must be Jiffy Pop. Okay, see you later. Bye. the popcorn can you get that uh well john goodman just entered stage left so i'd rather wait till the end of the scene is that all right dan my parents said if we don't pick up the phone they're gonna fuck us all right well i don't want to have to start skiing so surely i'll answer the phone get the phone i'm answering it hello We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended <laughs> warranty. You should have received Fuck. something in the mail about your Every car's time. extended warranty. Since we have not gotten a response, we are giving you a final courtesy call before we close out okay. your file. Dan, who was it? It was uh, the, you know... The extended warranty people, as it is every other fucking time my phone rings, Dan. I didn't miss the part with the car race yet, did I? I mean, there have been a few... <laughs> We're, you've been gone for like four minutes, so that's at least six car races. Well, it's but really, it's really popping in here. It's really popping. You got probably like eleven seconds till the next car race. Okay, hold on. Let me just—it's gonna be another couple minutes here. Okay. Okay. Come on! It's the fucking monkey karate scene. All right, all right. I'll, I'm, so I have to get the phone, right? That would be great. All right, all right. Hello. Hello, Dan. <laughs> What's your favorite Criterion movie? Uh, who, who is this? Hold on. I'm not just answering phone. the phone to strangers. Answering questions. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Hang up on me again and I'll cut your penis off and smoke it like a cigar. Uh. <laughs> is, is, that, is that gay? Dan, have you heard of Sydney? <laughs> Like Australia? Sydney, Australia, population 5.312 million, is the capital of New South Wales and one of Australia's largest cities. It's best known for Harbour Front Sydney Opera House, with a distinctive sail-like design, massive Darling Harbour, and the smallest circular quay <laughs> port are hubs of waterside life. 
with the Arched Harbor Bridge and esteemed Royal Botanical Garden nearby. <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar, and I was looking forward to discussing Australia. But Dan, hey. literally, what are you doing with my parents' only time minutes right now? <laughs> D- dude, I-, I would prefer to not be answering the phone, honestly. Uh, God damn it! What? 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 Okay. Hello? Hang up on me again, and I'll rip your intestines out and use them as a jump rope in a game of double dutch. First off, you hung up on me that oh, time. Uh, oh, hold on. Wait, what? One second, Dan. One second. What is, what is this now? <laughs> oh God. Oh, look at Susan Sarandon in Speed Racer. Bitch. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Dan, what's your favorite scary movie about the Holocaust? <laughs> uh, it, fucking all of them. I guess Schindler's List is a classic, but you know. What's your favorite Criterion movie? Didn't you just ask me that? You never answered. <laughs> uh, I had I, I, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Listen, bitch. What constitutes a Criterion movie, really? Like, is it something... like? It's aren't... gotta be on the app and have a physical copy. Alright, uh, well, alright. I guess Dr. Strangelove. That's fine. I, good, yeah. Good choice. Thanks. It's a pretty... Thanks. That's a pretty good choice. Andre? Fuck. <laughs> Dan, seriously, what is going on in there? Dude, I'd really prefer if you would come answer the phone. I don't live here. This is not my vibe. Can you just come answer the phone? All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is going to be particularly insane. Now, I wasn't exactly planning to do this, but... uh, <laughs> uh All right, I'll get it. Hello? I'm going to drive to Woodsboro and slice and dice your organs into sashimi, but as it turns out, gas prices are a little too damn high. Would you two save me the trouble and just kill yourselves? Dan, should we, should we listen to him? What it, was was that on speaker? What what did he? That was on speaker. Yeah, yeah you uh, were listening in as uh, well. Oh, uh, <laughs> I I mean, I'd rather kill myself in my house. All right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <Let's> see. <laughs> Uh, end scene. End scene. Finn. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for participating. I know, like, at first you were like, I, I am hating what you're doing with these cold opens this year. <laughs> it is so embarrassing. You are out of your mind. And now it your just, thoughts it, are like... We came from a place where you were like, I don't really want to, like, plan cold opens. I want them to just happen organically, <laughs> usually during a sound check. Like, like, literally, we were, like, in your old house when I was like, yo, I have an idea for a cold open. And you were like, eh. Nah, like let's just let's just wrap and I'll I'll get something. And now we're at the point where you, you're bringing screenplays <laughs> and all the time you spend putting samples on that for shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one you didn't put a sample for like a door creaking. Oh no, all of that's gonna be post processed. Oh, like as it? far as I went with Kylo Ren and the footsteps on the metal right, grate, right. 
It's going to be like crickets out in the suburbs. It's going to be um, door opening, okay. door closing. I put right, some you're markers. You're being more in practical. I understand. Um, I'm being a little more practical. Okay. Because like doing it live. Uh, here's the thing. I would have done it live if I wasn't also doing the scream voice, which <laughs> I was not aware that I could do any sort of workable impression Dude, of, and only th- recently. Thank God you don't have a Dorito in your throat anymore. <laughs> I know. That's why when we started today, I was like, my throat is already hoarse because I've been driving when i do just a little insight window for our listeners when i do master class vocal impressions and characters on this podcast i don't have time like i'm not like uh, a method actor i'm not like sitting and looking in the mirror so it's almost exclusively while i'm driving so i'll be like i'll be like driving like getting off of that <laughs> you have to getting you have off to, of the exit make I'm... sure you mention that you're not a method actor <laughs> <laughs> i want people to just know that my process is less lado and more like when i'm getting off at the belmont avenue exit i'm like i'll gut you like a fish <laughs> etc and while we were watching scream five last night i was doing like occasional ones just to like warm it up yeah let it feel natural yeah yeah guy's got a weird voice like that guy's voice uh yeah make, he uh, took it down a lot in this one did a lot of this yeah. kind of talking sing-songy this, w- this was more like uh like the trailer narrator yeah a little bit i don't know who this guy is i'm gonna have to look him up who does all the scream voices i I was just thinking to myself last night, like, wow, that dude has been in every single one of these, and I don't think I've ever even seen his face. Um, Not that I give a shit that much. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast. Trying to talk less uh, over the fine beats of Chris Geronda. Well, I edited it's, it out. It's not fun. No, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's jarring when I listen to it in the car. <laughs> uh, yeah, every time I turn it on and discover that you used the old one, it's a little treat. It's just for you. I like. I do it just to, just for your enjoyment. Well, it works. It also depends on the episode. If we're doing something serious, it doesn't make sense. But like, if I feel like it's going to be a classic, like, oh, this one's about rape. <laughs> Dan, uh, to start this off, um, I don't think we need to do a trigger warning, but we definitely need to do one on next week's episode. Yeah. So go ahead and remind me of that before we do uh, David O. Russell's Spanking the Monkey next week. Will do. Um, we, uh, we've, we've just taken our first foray into full-blown improv comedy. That's what that just was, folks. That, I, and, yeah, Dan, I'm going to have to give you props. Like, you really rolled with it there. The other times you've been just mortified, <laughs> I feel like you really sunk into it nicely. I told it. you, I'm in a good headspace. Your character work was stellar, as yourself. Speed racer <laughs> fan. I was just like, <laughs> I had the moment where I sat here staring at you like, is this one of those things where you made a bunch of samples and you're going to do a whole bit with your own samples as the responses? Or, like, am I going to have to participate? And then I had the moment <laughs> where I was like, oh, God, had I known this, I would have been less blazed. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, the cold open is such a fucking cold. Like, cold is perfect because it's the ultimate icebreaker these days. It's like, if we can survive a completely contrived like script 
with improv-based uh, sample board humor, then we're really going to be coasting for the rest of the day. So thanks for thanks for you know doing your part. You're welcome. I really hearken back to my Jewish sleepaway camp drama class days mm. of uh, improv games. There were a lot of moments where I was just like, you know what? I wouldn't do that. But, <laughs> you know, that's not how improv works, baby. Right. Second, set, second City, hit us up. I also get to post-edit these things, so <laughs> we're safe from completely bombing. In fact, that op- cold open skit, we actually took 45 minutes to record, and we cut uh, <laughs> we cut 80% of it. All right, anyway, um, today on the Movie Blues Podcast. How do we get sponsored by the UCB Theater? We got to keep doing shit like we just did, man. Yeah. Whole episodes of it. That was quality improv. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you on board, and and to alleviate, you're like I'm gonna cut your vast deference. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. it started. I was like, how long until you talk about like chopping a dick off? <laughs> and it was immediately. <laughs> yeah. Also, like with with doing the warranty up front, that was meant to like confuse you further into like, am I going to be doing the ghost face voice? Right, right. Is the ghost face voice going to be clips of the actual ghost face? Right. Good times, guys. We're just patting ourselves on the back. Yeah, here was that for my work? Repeatedly, you hanging up or me hanging up? That was you were on the phone the whole time. I took last call. Oh, you mean Ghostface? Yeah. No, Ghostface was hanging up. <laughs> okay. That's that's my Ghostface's vibe. He's like, <laughs> it's on his time. He's like someone who like ding dong ditches. <laughs> well, like when you watch five screen movies in a week, you you quickly realize that like of the many tropes that are repeated over and over again one of them is that the girl immediately hangs up and he calls back and he's like don't hang up on me you bitch i know he um, always calls her a bitch this always. i thought was funny because <laughs> he is the one just like casually hanging up yeah. <laughs> and being like i will continue this at my pace <laughs> anyway that's how i would do it if i was one of the killers in scream um today i can't believe you watched five of these in one week. i can't believe i did either um psychotic <laughs> because <laughs> Unfortunately, other than this cold open, this episode is not going to be very fun for me (laughs) Um, because I watched every single Scream movie leading up to this. Um, It started with me wanting to watch the first one just before this one because I knew it was going to be like back to Woodsboro for the bajillionth time and yada yada. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then Rachel watched it with me and then it was like, well, we should watch the second one. Then I was like, well... Might as well just keep going. Were they all available to you on a fine streaming service? No, I had to like do some illegal stuff. Uh, I have. They the f- were all on Paramount Plus. I own the fourth one. <laughs> you only own the fourth. Yeah, one. that's so weird. And uh, I'm fine with that. Um, all right. So let's just uh, real quick go through a couple things. Um, I would do like filmography of Wes Craven, but I'm not interested in doing that. I think everybody knows what Wes Craven Wes did. Wes Craven. A New Nightmare. Yeah, which is a great movie. Arguably much better than any of these movies, <laughs> at least for my enjoyment. New Nightmare, I think, is much more effective of a meta experiment than any Scream movie, but whatever. Scream is fun. Yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Episode over. Moving on. Um, Number one, uh, I gave this a 7 out of 10. The titular Scream. Um, Bad editing. Low budget. You gave it a what? A seven out of ten. Okay. Bad editing, low budget, embarrassing meta bullshit that ages like literally with all of these movies, they were aged when they came out. Yeah. So anything but, after that is. But still... I feel like at the time it was pretty damn funny. Sure. Oh, okay. We're, 
we're not doing at the time. So this is my review of Scream movies in 2022. If I could go back and ask myself in 1999, what's good? Did you like Scream? I'd be like, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. So I feel, yeah. <laughs> I was also 10. So. <laughs> yeah, right. I just, I feel like it's tough with these because they are yeah. like kind of a snapshot of the time. Sure. But I, I'm going to argue that even if that were the case, they're still bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, because. I like the first one quite a bit. It's not that the Scream movies are bad so much as for the amount of screen time that they exist for at this point being like roughly eight or nine hours, it's just the same thing again and again and again and again and again and again. And there really is no... Like when you watch the Freddy series, that's not the same thing again and again. No. When you watch Jason... But, not the same thing again and again. There are entries yeah, but where you're like, complete, oh my god. Those are both properties that go completely fucking batshit off the rails. Yeah, but this, these are, this is a property that almost never took itself seriously right. from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it was always about being jokey and interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's no objective reason why like Nev Campbell couldn't be like the general of a spaceship in the future, like fighting a war of ghost faces. You know what I mean? I just like for to make this movie, um, to make this movie this many times is so irreprehensible. I would watch the shit out of that movie. Okay, Leprechaun. He went to space. That fucking ruled. Um, he also went back to the hood. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, into hood and back to the hood are both fucking genius. Um, Leprechaun back this, to the hood is fucking. Insane. This series has a past, Dan, to do whatever it wants. Oh, yeah. And chooses not to every single time. Just FYI. Like, this this could be the metagenius horror narrative that they're going for. And in many times, including the one we watched today, they even say things like, for example, in, in the new one, um, this girl at the beginning goes, when she's talking to Ghostface on the phone, he's like, what kind of scary movies do you like? And he's like, she's like, oh, well... I like elevated horror. Yeah. I like things like hereditary and blah, 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 where there's like an allegorical extra message and layer of death. And, and for one second, I was like, oh, are they going to try something like that? Why the fuck not at this point? Maybe they should make a serious screen movie. Maybe this is going to be, cause I read the reviews and they were all like great entry. One of the best sequels, da, 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 on and on. The reception was very positive in the rental zone. People gave it a nine. Um, Did they? I didn't read anything in the rental zone. Um, and, for me, it's like, yeah, well, all right. Watch all the screen movies in a row, and you'll see that this is not any different than anything else that we've done here so far. Like, it's just the same thing again and again. They tease you with, like, is this going to be the one where we go off the rails? And I didn't it's like feel that way did. at all. I felt all of that was used as a, like, as a very, like, right up front messaging to the audience. Like, hey, we know this isn't, like, slashers are no longer the direction that horror is at. Like, right. this is what we are. We're fucking doing it, and we're tripling down. yeah. Sure. I, I like. You're you're filling in the blanks a little more than they did. So like I feel like you're giving them more credit than they actually deserve in this case, but um we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Let's go back to uh Scream one. one. Um the kills are tame. Yeah, super tame. Nev Campbell is great. Yeah. Um I should say that I haven't watched any of these movies since the last time I watched all of them in a row was when Scream Four came out. Well, when I say that I watched these for you, I mean that in the sense of I tried to watch it through our podcast lens right. and give it a very critical middle-of-the-road shake and not come up with a bad take. I didn't try to invent some scenario where these are the best or the worst movies ever. Yeah. Um, the problem with Scream 1 is the problem with many of the Scream films, which is the motivation and ultimate reveal of the killers is ludicrous. And their performances once revealed as the killers 
go from zero to a hundred every time. What did I call that last time? Uh, the Eric Matthews effect from Boy Meets World. <laughs> right. I mean, dude, the, if you look at, I'm going to point two out specifically. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. If you look at Matthew Lillard's <laughs> final 10 minutes in this movie. is insane. But also, who's the guy from Justified? Did you watch Justified? No. Um, Timothy Oliphant, who is a Quentin Tarantino knockoff yeah. in Scream 2, becomes the killer. His overacting from his reveal it's like someone literally shot him with adrenaline before he went on screen. It's insane. Timothy Oliphant uh, is that's the dude from Deadwood, right? I think it's Justified. Or is it Deadwood? I haven't watched Timothy either of Timothy Oliphant is for sure the star of Deadwood. He's in The Mandalorian now as the fucking sheriff or whatever of Tatooine. Yeah, Town. yeah, yeah. That's Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway... Um, uh, again, like Scream One, and this is this Timothy is all a fantastic. This is <laughs> this is what this is what makes the Scream series also terrible in terms of it being iconic for me as a character thing. Is that you, they never really had a compelling villain. Ghostface is yeah, the yeah. compelling part. Yeah, yeah. The person behind the mask is the least compelling part. Right. So that makes writing future sequels cumbersome because they're constantly digging into corners that never existed and retconning things to try to bring up a killer. Whereas like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, Friday the 13th, things like that. They're just like, this is our guy. He's just going to kill through generations, through every reboot, through every requel. Ghostface Um, is not in the same pantheon as a Michael Myers. No, but uh, I would argue that it could have been. And and I would argue that a lot of people from the 90s, including a lot of people in the rental zone, think that it is. And if they sat down and really like committed some time to rewatching these movies versus and look, I'm not trying to tr- prop up Friday the 13th and, and uh, Freddy and series like that, because honestly, they're not good. They're full of terrible entries and just garbage. But those are fun. Uh, yeah, right. Those so really see, have a character. That's my them. whole thing with Scream is that I it's like I'm going to approach this episode in a way that's very uncharacteristic for me for the podcast from the way I approach movies typically. But Scream is, like, my equivalent of, like, I don't even know. What do you watch? Like, fucking, like, your Marvel movies. Like, it's, like, even if it's not a great entry, you watched it just to, like, you're not, you know you're not going to be, like, annoyed. Well, same. Not going to be annoyed by it. Like No, yeah, I watch them to be, like, Howard, Dewey, and Gale. Yeah. How's Ned Campbell? I, just, I like these characters. I'll watch what they do. Because Kat made a comment to me about... It's like a soap opera, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like a teen drama. Yeah. Like, it's of about her. Like, she made a comment about, she's like, you say I watch formulaic things. And I'm like, yeah, but Scream is, like, very outward with the fact that it's formulaic. And it's just, like, mm. it's it's just a bullshit movie. I never said it was going to be a good movie. Yeah. But, I'm, like, I'm not, like, we watch constant movies. We constantly watch movies that are both not good movies and are miserable to watch. And we watch movies that are, like, sort of good movies that I also don't have a very fun time watching. So, like, the Scream movies, like, if I had to watch five back-to-back, I'm quite sure that by the time I got to five, I would have been like, God damn it. But as someone who hasn't watched Scream since the last entry, which is probably the majority of people, yeah, I had a fucking good time. With the new one, you're saying? Yeah, with the the new one, and then I fucking went back, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw on Scream 1. See what's going on, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie kind of stinks too," and I'm having a great, I'm having a great time. <laughs> but like, I'm a, I love all the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and I would argue, with the exception of like three of them, they are all terrible. Yeah, but oh, I have 100%. a great time watching all of them. But that's yeah. because the kills are hilarious. Here's my problem with it: is that 
This one doesn't have hilarious. This one has more hilarious kills than prior entries. I'm not going to get into this one quite yet. Yeah. But safe to say that the Scream series does have its teen drama pluses and minuses. It just... And I've watched the TV show. Have you? Yeah, I watched two seasons I of the TV show. I watched one episode of it, and I was like, not for it was me. It's fine. It wasn't any different than these movies. Right. It's just teens, good-looking kids it's getting like, It's stabbed. like Riverdale with murder. Yeah. Uh, they changed the ghost face mask, which was so ill-advised. Yeah, right. Um, other than that, it was a good show. Kevin Williamson, I think, wrote some of it. Really? Yeah. Cool. Anyway, the problem that I have with it is that the movies think that they are smarter and better than they are. They think that they're more important to society than they are. They're constantly uh, showing their mirror mimic universe of the Stab franchise within yeah. as something that has taken the entire world by storm time and again. Here, here's That is not the truth of what the reality of what the Scream series is in the cultural lexicon. It was when it came yeah, out. Yeah, at the time it the, was. The first yeah, two, yeah. arguably. Three put the stinker on it pretty bad. And then you know, we're looking at 15 years maybe where they only made two of them, including right. the one we saw this week. Yeah. Um, and it's just in, uh, it's just like very insistent on itself being uh, in, in an, a, a cornerstone of horror history. And I would really argue that it's one of the least critical uh, parts of uh, current horror history. And, and in many ways it represents the death of 80s, early 90s great horror cinema slasher cinema into what we have now which is just like everything is meta everything is like a self comment on itself and it's reason to exist and finally with the one that we watched this week as they talked about to no end in the movie itself uh, using the term requel which is not a real term the actual term is soft reboot which was silly for me to watch something where they like are pretending to be so high and mighty about franchise filmmaking culture and are just made up a term that doesn't exist. Anyway, um, I've, been, I, I hate I've s- been using the word requel in regular conversation. That's fine. I mean, you, they, they're making it happen. Cat they're, is, they're bringing Cat it back. is not happy. <laughs> no, it's cool. Hold uh, on, but just go back to what you just said. Uh, I agree on some level, but I disagree on a crucial point, which is that like I feel like it, Scream, particularly Scream 1, to a lesser extent, Scream 2, and then I don't think the other two are relevant to culture, really, at all. But I I feel like it's extremely pivotal and important moment in horror history because, yeah, it signifies the end of the slasher, but, like, slashers had gotten so fucking yeah, sure. ridiculous mm-hmm. that it's commentary at the time, dude. Like, at the time, I was like, this is fucking genius. And when I watch it, like, of course, no, I a little agree. bit later, I, I thought it was genius. And I feel like the quote-unquote elevated horror that, like, we started getting towards was a direct response to, like, Scream blowing up so much and people being like, oh, yeah, these movies are extremely formulaic. Like, I don't feel like we would have gotten a studio backing a big-budget remake of The Ring if it wasn't for Scream making, like, being like, these horror movies have gotten fucking ridiculous. Right, but also you have to keep in mind that Scream kicked off a thousand of its own copycat franchises um like urban legend i was about to say urban legends dude urban legends final cut that movie's fucking I love, so I love, ridiculous I, I love those movies actually where rebecca gayhart turns out to be the, the killer in mm-hmm. one of them that, great movie terrible but great but like again i like, loved those as a kid again like uh, it, it, scream is arguably the corner being turned in a very good way, but then they didn't capitalize on their own franchise, and that created its own dreck in the 
right. in the horror world. It's just not for me. I think that there are a lot of horror fans that love just bad slashers. I'm more in the yeah, camp that's of... Me. That's me, probably. Yeah, I'm more in the camp of, like, if I want to watch a slasher, it has to be something like Hatchet, or it has to be something where... Um, or There's, like, a million examples. It's, like, a weird uh, like niche of just... You're a slasher movie, but you're smart, and you're presenting something new. You're not just doing the same thing over and over again, but you're still making a movie that allows for massive kills and, like... I like that movie, The Collector. That was a great recent slasher. Um, Laid to Rest, that series, were great recent slashers. It's just like the insistence on commenting on itself. It's just like cringy. I just don't... I don't like cringe meta horror commentary. It's like the... uh, putting YouTube clips into a movie paradigm of horror movies for me, where it's just like outer body cringe. Like when they were saying like elevated horror, hereditary requel, stuff like that. Like I am the target audience for that. Right. I mean, I'm like a huge horror fan, like, and a tremendous nerd. And I run a movie podcast. And if I'm sitting there like cringing, just like, Oh God, like this movie came out this year. And I still feel like this is from the nineties. Like I just, I just don't like that sense of humor. I think it's just kind of juvenile. And it also, I just feel like there are certain properties that get a pass for it, and this screams the only one that right. really sh- like is based. I its felt whole. like this was it being like, well, we've dipped into this well a bunch of times. Right. Like, what we, the option we have now is to like, just be somehow even more blatant with it and like quadruple down, right? And like, wink and nod to everyone who's watched it, like who's our age, who sure. watched the other ones when they were kids, and be like, uh, yeah, it's like I got from aspects of it i was like yes it's a little too much but i also got like some matrix four vibes of like they were gonna make this anyway so like let's just fucking dump jokes about it onto it all i could think about is this is what people who hated the matrix thought about when they watched the matrix is like this is (laughs) this is the worst like low like just lobbing it as slow as possible over the plate move um i don't think that scream needed to turn into a soft reboot and I'll I'll tell you why the biggest thing for me is that I'm only like you said watching these movies to track the progress of the legacy characters as they said multiple times yeah. in this movie said legacy characters are treated much as soft reboot characters are treated whether it's Han Solo in the Force Awakens or beyond yeah. they show up for 10 minutes they kill certain characters in unceremonious ways that are very offensive and then they disrespect the idea of the original movies by portraying all of the older characters as weak, feeble, their lives have fallen apart. They always do this, Dan. Like Ghostbusters, the most recent one. Um, the whole movie is about how the Ghostbusters fell into ruin afterwards and they all became basically bums. Um, and uh, Egon moves to a farm to get away from it all, abandons his mother and daughter to catch ghosts like out on a farm in Oklahoma and then dies there. That's not what you want to hear if you're a Ghostbusters fan. I didn't want to hear that Princess Leia and Han Solo got a divorce and and then Han Solo dies and then Princess Leia dies before she ever gets to see Luke. I didn't want that at all. And they, listen, they bring in these legacy characters for us, people like me and you, but then they shit on them. And then they bring in woke people to retroactively look at them and be like, these people suck and are weird and are gross and are old. We're new and cool. We're the next generation of cool. I don't, care in any of these movies these soft reboots about the younger characters not ray not finn not the two kids from jurassic world not any of these soft reboots introduce not the fucking kid 
whose character name is Podcast in Ghostbusters Afterlife because he runs a podcast. I don't care about the two kids in Godzilla versus King Kong. I don't care about kids in movies where I'm supposed to see Dan Aykroyd in a fucking onesie. That's what I want. I'm tired of being bait and switched. This movie killed my favorite character of the entire Scream series and did so in a really gross way, really unceremoniously and for absolutely no reason. And I it just was, am tired of this soft reboot so shit. So they knew you, they were so you knew they were serious. All right, we're getting super duper duper off the rails. Yeah. Scream 2. This was my favorite one on rewatch. Really? Let me tell you why. Okay. Scream 2 is like what if Scream 1 but bigger stars, better humor, better setting cuz college Scream goes to college is just a fun idea. Right. That to me is shaking it up. Yeah. Not every movie where it's like let's go back to Woodsboro, wonder yeah. if we'll get stabbed. It's like we moved on with our lives. We went to college, we got away from this trauma, we have all this fame from it. Um they brought up some interesting ideas with Sydney's character and how she's trying to move on. She literally has a Faustian like German play that she's in where I don't know if you remember that, but she's no. like the lead star of this very like divine bizarre like ingmar bergman play where everyone's like wearing scream masks and it's a lot it's deep meta really crazy some of it works some of it doesn't type shit but the thing with scream 2 that i loved and had so much to love in was like this is really when the stab series starts and they have heather graham playing drew barrymore's right, character right. and this is the first time you see people seeing the stab movies the opening with um jada pinkett smith is so fucking great where they're in the movie theater and she gets stabbed and yeah. gets on stage and is like, yeah. Yeah! And everyone's <laughs> like throwing popcorn at her. And it's just a, a really good movie. It had all sorts of insane cameos. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it. Joshua Jackson was in it. A character screamed Ridley Scott rules in it. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell was in it. Portia de Rossi is in it. Just every minute. Jerry O'Connell. Huh? Tim Timothy Oliphant's in it. Um, all of the commentary from uh, What's His Nuts, uh, Jamie Kennedy is fire in, in the second one. Um, oh, yeah. Jamie Kennedy is in that I would one. suggest you go and rewatch, too. It's fun. I had a lot of fun with two. All I right. thought it was the pinnacle, at least, of the sequels uh, for Scream. Um, I don't know if it's looked at like that. I think it did mo moderately well. Um, it did super well, but I don't think it it is beloved. There also is, like sequel progression in this movie where you see an actual sea change in Nev Campbell's character. Like she, in the most nineties way possible, she gets a phone call in the beginning. Right. And she picks up and it's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And she's like, nice try asshole. And has a caller ID box. <laughs> and it's like, your name's like William Johnson. And you live at three forty four West Elm street, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Oh shit. And then hangs up. <laughs> That's like goofy 90s shit. But yeah. it's also like character growth. of right. Just like, look, she's kind of doing it. Whereas like from there on, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of, let's just do scream again. Let's just do scream again. Let's just do scream again. And, Ar except for arguably arguably the third one which <laughs> oh my god the third one is so bad <laughs> yeah i haven't i don't remember <laughs> a lot about the third one but the third one came out right when i was like at the age where i could like watch whatever i want whenever i wanted so i watched the third one quite a bit when it came out because i was on hbo all the fucking time Ooh, another fact from two that i really liked okay friends jokes 
all of a sudden it was time to make friends jokes in in number two okay because i guess year wise at that point maybe friends was like really peaking yeah and uh so in that movie they have david schwimmer playing dewey and stab <laughs> which is just like bonkers on yeah so many different levels yeah um he's not in the film but they like talk about it they're like oh and david schwimmer is playing dewey and i was just like oh what <laughs> i guess it would have been cool if he got it in there um yeah another joke about friends in that movie is that um gail weathers has nudes that leak <laughs> okay like in between scream one and two okay. it's it's alluded to that the press got hold of nudes okay and then she argues against that in person and says it wasn't her body; it was Jennifer Aniston's. <laughs> That's funny. So, friends jokes yeah. for everyone. Um, meta, meta. Scream three. Uh, oh, I have Scream two at an eight out of ten. Okay. Which I think is the highest of the series for me. I, uh, I, you made me want to rewatch it. I might go watch it tonight. It's fun. Cool. Leave Schreiber, great in it. Leave Schreiber is in Scream two. He's in Scream one as well. Is he? They cut to him. He is Cotton. Oh. Who is uh, Sydney's mother's boyfriend? Oh wow, Cotton. Um, he's good. Cool. He's he's good in it. But in two, uh, he's in the in the forefront. And actually, two's killer has more of an emotional connection than one. Which which uh, what's his fucking nuts in Scream One? Um, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. It was just like wa- wanting to have a good time. So he just like dude. Matthew Lillard in Scream One is iconic, <coughs> and also in Scary Movie, the parody of that scene is so funny. Uh, uh, Sean Wayne's. <laughs> can I say maybe my worst take of this entire podcast? Okay. Uh, today's episode. Yeah. Of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's let's, no way that's true. Let's get that straight. Yeah. For me, and. And especially from a creative point of view, I think that I enjoy Scary Movie more than most of these movies. I feel like that's not a. I feel like that's um, a very common take, probably. I would even argue that I would rather watch Scary Movie than Scream One, because they're doing something in Scary Movie. Not only they're spoofing a series that already was meta, so like arguably of any series, Scream wasn't the one to do it, but it was so popular at the time. Yeah. They that they made something that was already inherently kind of funny, just funnier. Yeah. Whereas like Spaceballs is not like based on a yeah, comedy. Yeah, right, right. Um, and they elevated everything about it. I and I'm sure it's dated and its pools are random and whatever. But I Scary Movie When's one the last and two. Time you watched Scary Movie? Uh, years since I've sat down and watched it. But I'm telling you, I have watched every millimeter of that movie yeah. so many thousands of times yeah. that it would merely be a recollection watching it that's i, I know how, every scene that's that how movie. i felt until i watched it last year and <laughs> rough <laughs> <laughs> scream 2 i mean uh scary movie 2 as well watch. same same feeling for me just classic i i revere those two films more than any of these movies <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think I probably revere Scary Movie One more than Scary any of these Movie One had a huge effect on me. Yeah, kid, same. Huge, huge. Uh, Scary Movie One. Uh, so the, what did that come out in two thousand nine? My dad took me to see that in the theaters, and it, so I was like nine, and it was getting real awkward. And then the sh- shot, I was feeling so uncomfortable. I remember I kept going to the bathroom because I felt so awkward being next to my dad. And then I came back and sat down right at the shot where uh, Sh- Sean Wayne's head and ears get impaled by a dick through a glory hole. Yeah. And my dad was like, we're leaving. <laughs> and we left. 
Ghostface is on the other side of the door, like me, 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 yeah. I, so I never, I, I never, yeah, yeah. I never saw. It took until like two years later when I was able. That's to the opening of Scream Two. Get it rented was for. Uh, I was never able to see what happened after that. Scream Two opens with the black, like the black guy, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's boyfriend, goes to the bathroom while they're in the movie, and just like in Scary Movie Two, there's a voice on the other side of the bathroom wall that's like. <laughs> And it's so funny, like, just just retroactively thinking about that movie and who the killer was, that he was, like, making little girl voices yeah. <laughs> through a wall so that he could stab a knife through the wall of a fucking bathroom and, like, into a guy's head. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. It's it's good. Um, Scream 3. Uh, I gave this a 5.5 out of 10. This was Can you remind me what the plot of Scream 3 is? I'd love to. Uh, Scream 3 is, like new nightmare where it's like they're making a current stab movie and right. everyone in the production is getting stabbed and most of the movie takes place on the back lots of a movie studio right. and in the and that's rebuilt why and silent bob are there. yeah and it's on the rebuilt set of um sydney's house yeah so it still manages to be a movie that is in woodsboro the entire time right because it's like on a soundstage which the original film also was on a soundstage uh, it's the snake eating its own shit tail. Um, uh, the Creed song from Scream Three absolutely slaps. I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember that one, but like it slapped at the time. The music video slapped and the song slaps. Um, I guess I could play it in the background right now. I don't have it on my board, but I, I'll I'll have it playing at some point. Um, it's great, dude. You don't? Would you remember it? I, I, if I heard it, probably. It's like. What if I run? What if I hide? But no, this is not going well. Um, I remember the song, but I wanted you to keep going. <laughs> Dude, Creed fucking stinks. Yeah, no, they absolutely do, but like the song slaps, and it's in the movie. Did it's... you know? Have you ever heard of the band Alter Bridge? No, ew, no. So Alter Bridge is like a really popular butt rock band and uh -huh. my understanding is that it's just once they kicked scott staff out of the band they rebranded as alter bridge so creed is still like a popular band just sans scott staff that's a huge bummer alter bridge 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> um this movie does stink but there are good things in it like parker posey plays gail weathers yes and right is, is i remember that pretty funny parker in it. posey is a 10 out of 10 human being yeah um there is a scene in this movie where Carrie Fisher <laughs> is playing a Carrie Fisher lookalike <laughs> who just like works in an office who says to Gail Weathers that she lost the role of Princess Leia in the 70s to Carrie Fisher because Carrie Fisher fucked George Lucas. <laughs> then that, she's that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. This is the best part of the entire movie. Then she says, uh, you know who you look like to um, Gail Weathers, perpetuating the fourth wall-breaking trend in the movies of making Courtney Cox jokes right. to Gail Weathers. Yeah. In, in the first three, constant jokes about Courtney Cox going on in that, yeah, yeah. about them looking like, it's just like such a weird thing that like, what, Courtney Cox was so famous that she couldn't even act. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine being so famous that if you're going to be in a movie, they need to be like, you look like Courtney Cox. Yeah. That's not good for yeah. her career. And wasn't good for her face. I, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> Courtney Cox and Voldemort have less in common. 
then. <laughs> I would have hoped. I would have hoped. Um, Her fucking lizard mouth is fucking <laughs> <laughs> No shame. We've interviewed people on this podcast who've aged worse, but good God. <laughs> um, um, Courtney Cox has a Joan Van Ark level of plastic surgery while being half the age. <laughs> <laughs> she was like a little waxy in this one. Um, dude. Imagine watching five of them in a row, Dan. Dude, I was literally... It, it was like watching somebody step into an aging teleporter and like melt. Well, because we watched the... Fr- yeah, we watched the Friends reunion and we spent the whole time being like, ah! like, what's going on here? And as soon as she came on, Kat was just like... She's like, oh, well, glad to see they filmed this after her face stopped moving. The Friends I was reunion. literally expecting Courtney Cox to like, <laughs> like, like fucking Nev Campbell to be like, "Oh, it's so good to see you," and her to just be like, "It's <laughs> the, the only f- way she communicates like a fucking lizard." <laughs> <laughs> Her fucking snake mouth. The Friends reunion was like being in a fucking the Mojave Desert, and every all the lizards are running after you. Dude, Courtney Cox and Matthew, uh, what's Matthew, Matthew Perry, Perry were like such opposite ends of the same disgusting shit coin. I, I would not be shocked if every member of the cast was getting like a laser facial peel backstage right before walking out. Yeah. Besides, Dude, besides, besides Matt LeBlanc. But he, Matt LeBlanc Matt looked worse than anyone. It. Yeah, he, fuck it. he somehow made a woman with like $700,000 of plastic surgery on her face still look good. Dude, and he's he been, looked like he's been in shows shit. looking normal Great. like recently. Oh yeah. Well, I watched the entire show with him in it recently with the two British people. Um, episodes. Episodes. Great show. Amazing show. And he's in very trim shape yeah. in that entire show. It was like, like during COVID. He like gained jealously 130 so. pounds. <laughs> he's definitely not like like researching to be in like a Brendan Fraser biopic, <laughs> is he? <laughs> um, all right. Scream 3, long, boring, 5.5 out of 10. Um, Scream 4, which this is the second to most recent one. Yeah. And... Um, this one's good. Yeah. I like the way it's shot. It's very fuzzy looking and just like... Can you remind me of the plot of Scream 4? The problem with that is that that's where this movie falters. And I gave it a 6.9, even though I remembered it being better, but like... Yeah, the, I remembered really enjoying it when it came out, but, but I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. It's one of the best ones, in a, in a sense. But the twist is ultimately that, like, Emma Roberts is the killer who's, like, Sydney's cousin. And who just... who's just decides that she's tired of hearing about Sydney all the time. Dude, the motivations for the killers in these <laughs> movies are the worst. Every time, the worst. They honestly just top themselves with how fucking embarrassing they are. Half the time, it's, we just want the next movie to be about us. Literally, that's happened more than once. Yeah. It happens Isn't in it weird how Emma, how Emma Roberts, his enti- her entire career was like, I'm a new scream queen, plus also Little Italy. <laughs> she really slipped that one in <laughs> under that the was, fucking radar. That was her stretching out. Um, I wish. Wah, 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 wah. On me. Um. Oh god, she's hot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. She uh is real bad in this movie, and when she reveals herself to be the killer, it's very cringe and embarrassing. And there is like a lot of character depth for Sydney because it's like her cousin or family member. It's like this whole horrific thing that in this most recent one, they just pretend like it never happened. They're like, remember scream four. Oh yeah. It never happened. And in this movie, they say multiple times, like all the other, all the other stab sequels are garbage except for the first one. Like, yeah, pro four was not that bad. Like honestly, better than the one that you made. So yeah, right. I, I, 
really this this one today did a lot of patting itself on the back in that sense and i was just like dude relax like if you're gonna say you're the best screen movie this whole time like have the decency to be a good movie but that, that wasn't really the case i didn't think they were saying that they were the best screen movie i think they were saying they were the third best screen movie they were literally at one point they were like every stab movie has been bad that's why you do a requel because that's the only way to make a proper sequel to the first one cringe yeah uber fucking cringe and scream 4 came out like three years ago scream 4 came out a five de- years a ago decade ago 10 years ago yeah that's still like which, not which i was enough. shocked to look because i would have been like it came out five years ago and i was like wait i saw it in the theaters my freshman year of college hmm. um anyway scream 4 pretty good cool. Be- better than today's film by a long shot and also the final one to be written um, by Williamson and directed by Wes Craven before his unfortunate passing. Um, cool, good stuff. Uh, I like I like the, oh I like the Scream movies. Scream Four also has a triple opening scene. This is one of the greatest things ever. In this is the best opening in any Scream movie. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to it right there. It's a triple opening. It starts with two girls. Then it goes to two very famous girls, like Kristen Bell and another actress, okay. who are watching a stab movie cold open. Right. Then it triples to two more girls <laughs> watching a stab movie that starts with, two with girls an introspection yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking. Dude, when they did the third pool, yeah. my wife and I like clapped. Yeah. We're like, A, finally something different has happened in this film series. For one second, and and it was enjoyable. But too. you only gave us you gave us a lesser score than the other ones. Yeah, because dude, one and two. Yeah, like one yeah, and yeah. two are where the series yeah. began. I mean that those are real. I know. I, I I'm not participating a lot because I don't remember the finer points <laughs> of uh, the earlier ones. I do remember that three right. is the one that's like, oh, we're Terrible. at a we're at a movie. Um, but I remember being very pleasantly surprised. I went into number four being like what schlock this is going to be and i was like oh, that was that was, that was, was pretty good, that was a good yeah i came up and like pretty good not bad uh, if i were the listener and wanted to get into any of these movies again i would suggest watching one two and then four and calling it a day however you could watch like the first 10 minutes of three and see jane silent bob no they're deep in it are they deep in it i think so that's they're, even weirder they're like a hot 30 minutes into it maybe that's or so more. weird yes but it was on brand it felt right did it and i clapped nice i clapped i clapped i need that sample you were like on the soundboard uh there's this clip of this dude online who's like basically running a youtube channel or whatever and the first time he saw the force awakens like he made a reaction video and it's like the most cringe and embarrassing thing in the entire world like retrospectively he's like i saw chewy and i saw han and i clapped and i clapped (laughs) (laughs) it's like look at the thing remember the thing um all right. Well, uh, yeah. Scream uh, series, whatever. I have one thing to challenge you on before we finally just talk about this movie. Okay. That is that in the rental zone during the horror bracket, you voted for Scream over the Descent, and shame on you, sir. Uh, thoughts? Cool. Uh, my thoughts are that the Descent is a better movie, but I would rather rewatch Scream, so I went with Scream. <laughs> Tell it to the judge, kid. Are you serious? Um, <laughs> got big plans for the rest of the day, right? Do you have a big lot plans? of hobbies lined up? Yeah, whatever you're thinking, we're doing today. I'm going to paint. Okay. I'm going to organize. All right. 
What are you going to organize? That's um, very vague. My closet. It's always your closet, though. What do you want me to organize? I don't know. Dan, after you came here last time and talked about uh, you and Kat's organizational projects, I actually cleaned and reorganized the entire bathroom. Wow. Based on your... Oh, we're doing this? Yeah, obviously. Oh. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we just got our new couch last weekend and rearranged all of the furniture. The house is totally different. It's cool. Wow, yeah. very cool. Wow, wow. boring. We're anyway, screen. We're going to redecorate. Sweet. This is what we everyone wants to hear. Any, anyway, welcome to the podcast, uh, Rachel's Review Corner, uh, CEO and uh, creator, original director of Creative Visions, Rachel. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, it's like I'm trying to give her all of her titles. Go ahead, Rach. Um, thank you. Resident for that Star Wars expert. That is true. Resident Marvel fan, really. Very true. Oh my God, we're gonna watch Spider Man tonight. Yes, that Rachel. Is, that is awesome. Yeah, I saw... wanted, yeah. Fucking redecorating my house was boring, but now we're gonna talk about Spider Man. <laughs> that rules. I mean, actually, I didn't like this one, but we're gonna see. I'm gonna go back into it with an open only... mind. Well, I mean, obviously, I didn't catch. Marvel in the beginning live because I was not a nerd yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say this is the only one I didn't see mm. in theaters, but in recent times. This was a tragic loss for you in terms of not seeing it. Maybe we'll do a little Rachel's review corner on it. Okay. Probably not though. Okay. All right. Um, scream. You're going to make me scream. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're going to make me scream. Right, Rach? Anyway, Scream 5 uh, is the movie that we're talking about now. We just kind of talked about all of them. Do you want to give oh any God, of your this is so good. general thoughts? We're, uh, we're drinking um, uh, we're drinking um, not 21-year scotch. It is, in fact... Seagram's Escapes. Sip happiness. Can you hear the Seagram's commercial, Rach? I can. Okay, good. Um, uh, big shout out to your coworker... Uh, Megan. Megan for introducing us to Seagram's Escapes. <laughs> Megan, if you're again. listening. Shout out to Megan the Stallion. We, <laughs> we, we love your drink, Megan. The um, Seagram Stallion. Uh, anyway, uh, Rach, thoughts on the Scream movies in general for you from this rewatch? I liked them. Stop. You're so annoying. I was literally going to say that. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and add some value to this podcast today. Um, you're going to class the join up? Let's see. Um, I was surprised that I actually liked these movies more this watch than I oh. did when I was like younger watching them. Really? Um, you know, just kind of as they came out. Um, I felt like they, I liked the, the play on, you know, on movies and just having that self-reflection and I thought it was just like silly and fun and I think they honestly did a pretty good job. Hmm, that's right. There you go. Do, do you agree? I do agree. Dan's a fan. I like them. I think they're fine. Good lighthearted humor. I think yeah. they're okay. Yeah. I think watching them all in succession doesn't yeah, make them look very that's good. That's psychotic. <laughs> well, we had to catch up. Yeah, right. Rachel hadn't seen any of them. I mean, even watching them though in succession, I felt like they, um, you know, they they do that. What's the right word? Like meta? Like yeah. You're doing it. You're doing, doing it. it? Okay. You're landing it. Yeah. Um, just that. Um, Commit. Just making fun of their their own movies, and they they did 
make fun of the fact that they were doing it again and doing it again, and they did it like in a in a funny way. I thought, hmm. yeah, it was still okay. Watching self awareness. Did you have a favorite Scream movie, or you can't tell any of them? Oh apart? God, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> and tap tap tap. But, case ended. But one of them <laughs> takes place at college, and one of them takes place on a movie. Yeah, set. I was saying I like the one that when they were at college. Yeah. Where where it was, Scream goes to college. It turned out it was the mom and and all sorts of shit, and like uh, she had the play. Remember the play that she was in, Sydney. Oh God, Sydney. No. Uh, yes, yes. Rachel's like I love Rachel Stone Cold Rachel's does not like, remember this. I love these movies. She watched them yesterday. She's like, I, there was no comment. What do you think this line of questioning is meant to illustrate, Dan? <laughs> what What was your least favorite one? Probably the one we the last one, Scream I agree. Five, because I agree. it was um, quite terrible. You know, it was really sad to see Dewey just really lose his shit. <laughs> You guys really can't handle when a legacy character takes a turn for the worse. Why? They always do it, though. It's always soft reboots. It's a, it's a clear tactic. They yeah. want you to hate the people that you used to love and then accept new ones. I don't and, think they want you to hate them. They just want you to accept that it's the end of their story and that they had yeah. it, the, the story had is, an impact on them, and now we have a new generation of folks for Okay, I'm for aware, I mean, I'm aware that's like, how the mechanism works, but why do they have to be so sad before they die? Who cares? Yeah, like We do. Life We're is, fans of the movies. Sad, and they had traumatic experiences, Stop. and people don't recover from that easily. Stop Unless it. you're Gail, Gail Weathers and can just shoot your face full of Botox to yeah. pretend to be smiling think, with your lizard face all the I time. Mean, Dewey, I think plenty Dewey of people was absolutely slaughtered too. Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, yeah, disgusting overblown. It was a hilarious kill. No, dude, like, dual knives in front and back. Hilarious. And they like, uh, like an uncharacteristic kill for the franchise. Well, that's did you guys already talk about the stab in the back? Every movie, every kill. All the kills are the same in these They're, movies. The, yeah. This movie had the most brutal kills of any of the Scream movies, and it still wasn't that great. It's just fine. Yeah. I People just, got stabbed in the face a lot in this one. Yeah. It was funny. And there, through there the were, hand. There were good – the the stabbings were better in this one. I like that the same shit again and in again. this last one that they changed it up with the intro that the girl survived instead of yeah. the first person dying. Yeah. However, I then was disappointed to find that we were not going to follow her as the main character, which that would have been the interesting, more daring idea is what if Scream movie, but the final girl is in the first scene and then has to kind of toughen up and return to fight Ghostface, where in this one it was like, we finally did it, y'all. Um, a girl died in the first scene and actually then survived. Like, finally we did it. And the movie is not about her anyway. Right. So that was stupid. Well, on top of that. it's about her and her sister reconnecting. On it's top a story. of that. Scream has always been about family first, Dan. I would say the worst edit in the entire Scream series was the cold open in this where she survived because retroactively, like, looking at it, she gets stabbed seven times. Yes. You watch her get stabbed she over gets and over stabbed again. Over and over. Um, <laughs> then the killer, like in all of the opens for Scream, is on top making the final blow death kill. Yeah. And then the title slashes across the screen and says Scream. Um, problem being, how did she get out of that situation? The man is literally on top of her. Knife is coming down. Hey, man or woman. Or, or Dennis Quaid Jr. I mean, my thought on that was that the cops were literally outside as he was doing his previous slash to her. My thought was that he stopped at that point and had to run away. They literally show him, like, going down with the knife. It was just a bad edit. It was just, like, it's it's one of those edits where, as an audience member, it, it works while you're watching the movie. But if you look at it backwards, it's ludicrous. It's not like... Yeah, that's not really, the like, the scope through which I'm looking at the Scream series. Well, I'm looking at like I'd look at a movie the way it's constructed, and in this case, extremely sloppily for mm -hmm. the most for the most part, at least in this one. And 
definitely felt like the direction in this one was worse than any of the Wes Craven ones. This movie felt openly trashy and low stakes. And I just didn't give a shit about mm-hmm. pretty much anything that happened in it. I mean, one of the biggest problems, I think, was that it was too similar to the previous one, that it was the guy and the girl in high school. Like well, they also re- exactly the same as Scream Four. They repeated the motive too, which was yeah. from Scream Two, which was um, we're doing this so that the next movie will be about us. Yeah, they they've did. already done that. <laughs> they did. Like they couldn't have even come up with a new motive, and it's just it was like surprising that they would have a new director, or new writer come in to make the same fucking movie, and then the whole movie be like this is the best sequel when it clearly was not. And for I that mean, reason, for me, it was a fail. I did like the young actors in it. I mean, obviously, I love the, the girl from Yellow Jacket. Dennis Quaid Jr. is like kind of playing the same character in everything he's in now, but the main guy who turns evil for no reason. Is that actually oh, Dennis yeah. Quaid Jr.? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's so funny. He looks identical to Yeah, him. he does. Yeah. Um, that's Dennis Quaid's son. Of course he's in, it is. Uh, the Boys. He's in The Boys. He's the main character in yeah, The Boys. Yeah, right. Fantastic in that. Um, yeah, man, I don't I know. I liked his performance in this. This felt too. like um, Jigsaw. Or like any sequel where it's like, let's do it again, but we don't have any reason that we should do it. I didn't feel like it was doing it. any sorts of that degree of egregiousness. I mean, I felt... You didn't even see Jigsaw, though. You don't even know no, what No, but about. just by the way you've described it to me. No, it's just like soft reboot crap. I'm just tired of these movies. There's too many of them, and they don't do anything for me, and I just would prefer if they would have made a Scream movie. Nev Campbell is in the movie for eight minutes. Like, cool. Yeah, Nev Campbell probably doesn't want to star in a Scream movie. Then don't make one. I guess. Like, this movie did not have a reason to exist. The fourth no, one, the fourth one arguably didn't either, but the fourth one brought some good stuff to the table. It did good character work with the legacy characters. It didn't feel like it wasn't about them. This one was, like, a, not about them, not in the sense that I cared about the central characters. It just literally, they weren't in this. Yeah, no, they're trying to start this a whole new... This is the first movie fr- where they weren't in They're to start a whole it. new franchise with these new characters. Well, they're going to, I guess. But they're killing all the, new, all the new characters. Who's... Well, all the new characters died. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's so one person like left they're... in this movie, so, right. The I guess fucking... it'll be about her. Did the, the, Both sisters didn't live? I guess it'll be about the vaguely Spanish girl who sees dead CGI aged backwards Billy Loomis yeah, throughout that, the whole movie, that, which is that, terrible. That was my biggest... Which uh, also, in many right. soft reboots, they are doing aging effects for no reason on all of these characters. That's another like soft reboot garbage staple. They didn't uh, even need to do it, and they did it. Um, can we can we talk uh, about a couple positives in this movie? I guess so. Short chat. Can I just say one more thing? Yeah. Yeah. I really thought they were going to change up the formula at the end, too. I thought it was going to be three killers and not two. That would have been hilarious. I would have loved that. Wouldn't that have been better? It would have been cool to have, like, a new idea in there, for sure. Because they were were confusing us with... The motive was a ripoff. The girl and the guy were trading off putting that mask on in the house. I I assumed that there was a third one. I liked one moment in this entire movie, and it was when Dewey met... The central character, the the girl who is being attacked, essentially, uh, and stalked by Ghostface, and Dennis Quaid Jr., her boyfriend. And Dewey's first thing that he does, he's like, how long you been dating him? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. When'd you meet him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And not only did it turn out to be him, but that was just like good character work, good scene. The rest of the movie, no thanks. I love that. Um, I want to call out a joke that I found very funny. Sure. Which was the one kid, I don't know, all the, like, uh, stereotypical caricature teenagers were their usual archetypes or whatever. Yeah. But there was the one kid who uh, was like, 
talking about how he wants to fight someone or fight Ghostface or something. Oh, I know what you're going to say. This is my favorite line in the whole movie. He's like, time to introduce him to my biceps, Hobbs and Shaw. And I was like, good, good. (laughs) This joke is working because we're going to watch that eventually. I laughed my ass off at that I did too. I was like, that was a great, hilarious I just felt like this movie was very, like, aware of how fucking shitty movies are and the taste of young people are. And I liked it. It just, this Uh, movie... Dude, there was one scene where... It keeps doing the thing where uh, the kid's walking around his house um, and he keeps closing the door and you think Ghostface is going to be right there. And they really milk it like six times yeah. in a row where he walks into this room and it's like, and he closes the fucking closet. I just thought that There's was just there. bad, bad movie making. I love oh. that. It got to the point where I was like, how long are we doing this for? I'm uh, bored. I loved that. I thought that was really funny. Uh, well, well. I also wrote that the intro was genius. What? What a, what about it was genius? Just all the fucking... A girl answers the phone, makes a bunch of horror jokes yeah. that a girl her age would probably not say, and then she gets attacked by Ghostface at the end. Yeah, but I liked the What's jokes so genius being, about being that? super modernized and being oh. like, oh, I've seen all the Scream you, movies, so I'm not like, going to... In, in yeah. You like a Scream movie that does current horror jokes? Yeah, because I like Scream movies. Yeah, that's the difference I here. really like them, too. I enjoyed them, but I don't think they're particularly good. I think they are... Of value to I think they society. they achieve exactly what they set out <laughs> yeah. to achieve. Well, that's for sure. Is lowballing it. Yeah, they're not. It. It's not. It's it's mindless entertainment. Like I get the same thing from a screen movie that I get from like an episode of Survivor. Which they. And that, ladies about. and gentlemen, is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> they they make their own joke about their own movie. Yeah. That movie, doesn't excuse so. bad movie making. And, and watching five movies in a row where they're like, we can do whatever we want because we're aware of it is not like an excuse to keep making the same movie again and again. If they brought... Listen. Dude, this dude, one, this one dude, had a gun. It does not take a lot to change the formula. Like you said, like, oh, is she going to survive this one? Do you know how easy it is to come up with that in your head? Like, what if this time we just don't do this? Why can't this series, like, at least try to um, defy its own expectations from people who've seen it, like, a million times? Like, I feel like it did by making the first character survive. Right from Drum Street, it defied my expectations. Yeah, and then didn't for the rest of the entire movie. It's but the same then exact it fucking movie. it should have been three killers at the end. Yeah, it should have been three. It should have been a whole town of ghost faces. <laughs> I would have loved A that. generation of ghost faces. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the Matrix. There's all these Agent Smiths, but it's that many ghost faces. Oh and God. also, this movie being named Scream is cringe and they even kind of joke about it they were like in the requel you gotta name it the same thing so people don't get confused so it's its own joke but also they are doing that right and this movie didn't deserve to be called Scream it should have been called Scream 5 uh stupid yeah but they're trying to set it's like Scream the next generation they've already done that it's the same what we have a movie called Halloween every four years and that's fine no I hate them (laughs) <laughs> that's not fine yeah i think the most recent halloween was as bad as it gets but it, yeah i didn't see it but it's just it's how it's there okay it's a situation where the studio is going to make a new scream movie called scream no matter what so they can yeah. either they could either you're have applying it be the a matrix of, equation to it and i get that but like that movie ruled this that movie does rule, this was not and bad. i really enjoyed this movie also i had a good time Okay. I guess really I enjoyed so. as a stretch. I had a fucking, I had a solid time watching this movie. Stunk. I wasn't like was trying bored. to look at my phone or trying to turn it off. So yeah. it was entertaining. I laughed numerous times. When David Arquette got killed, I was laughing out loud. That's very bizarre. <laughs> I have to admit, it was exceptionally brutal. I have no attachment 
to Dewey as a character. Like, I haven't watched a Scream movie in 10 years. I'm like, oh, David Arquette's back. I know that David Arquette's been, like, a drunk piece of shit for the last, like, 10 years. This is, like, this is funny that he's in a movie. Oh, look, he's getting absolutely gutted. Wait, that's, that's him in reality, too? You're yeah. saying? What? He's been, yeah. You're saying he's been having, he's been an alcoholic for? Yeah, for in sure. In real life? Yeah. Is him and Courtney still together? Yep. Oh. Okay. He's, Look, had a, I mean, he's had a rough go of it, though. Do, like, you're asking, like, why are you connected to Dewey? Like, the plot of Dewey and I Gale Weathers... That. I'm just saying I am not. The plot of Dewey and Gale Weathers is arguably the only interesting character depth in the entire series. So, not my fault that I want to see Dewey not get, like, gutted like a fish by a very random set of killers who has no connection to them. But they called out that it makes the point that all of a sudden there's stakes in a movie right. where it's impossible I, for there to be real stakes. Just where... because you call yourself out for being bad doesn't mean you're not bad. I don't think that's it's bad. bad. I think that actually puts some stakes in a movie that was stakeless previously. This was a the most stakeless screen movie you could imagine. They repeated killers' motives. They repeated the relationships to the killers. They repeated... There was nothing here. It's a negligible movie, other than Dewey dying. Well, it probably helps a lot that I hadn't watched any of the movies in over 10 years. I didn't remember any of the other plots. Well, True. if somebody is a Scream fan, which I guess I'm not totally, I enjoy them. I'll watch them any time, really, but I'm not like... I think I'm a fan now. Head over heels for Scream, but if you're a big Scream fan and you go into Scream 5, oh fuck, you're going to make me Scream, then you might be disappointed because it's pretty low-rent version of the rest of the series. Boring. Four out of ten. Four wow. out of ten. Wow. That was being generous, honestly. I really did not wow. it. I thought it was a very flat movie. I gave this, like, a 7.4 out of ten. That's ill-advised. Wow. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. I don't know if I have a rating, though. That's a 7.25, 4.5? 7.435. 7. What do you got? 7.4. 7.4. Better did, than... Did you like... So you like this a lot less than Spiral from the Book of Rotini? What did I give Rotini? A five? A, sl- Th- a six. That movie made me laugh harder than this movie did and had no jokes in it. So you'd re- <laughs> rather rewatch that than this? Absolutely. Okay. That movie's bat shit nuts terrible. This was just <laughs> flat, boring, bad, unimaginative ripoff. Same old shit, no new ideas. I'm not even going to remember this movie in a week, honestly. I liked it. I the feel like I'll probably end up watching this again. I feel like you movie. only liked it because you haven't seen a Scream in a while and you just wanted to get back with your buddies and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but as a horror it, movie and a franchise. That's what it's for. It's not for people who are going to sit there and watch five fucking terrible movies in a row leading up okay, to Okay, I mean, that's what every other slasher series is. So sorry you can give Scream so many passes where it's somehow not worthy of any criticism while all these other series like, can escape. I'm not of criticism. You, you can, it's worthy of whatever. That's fine. They're not. It's not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. Right. No one's asking for you to enjoy it. You're rating it as a film. Yeah, I'm rating it based on my enjoyment <laughs> factor. I know, but that's you know it's th- bad. That's so it's I'm basically it, like. this conversation is me saying yeah. these are bad, and you saying I know, but I like them. That's fine. Yeah, but that, they're bad. That's like me with. So like, it's not. It's not an argument. It, it's on like, its own, it's though. It's like Biodome. It might... I love Biodome. It's bad. Yeah, like, it's bad. On its own, it <laughs> might be considered bad, but it's part of a very, um, you know, famous and you know fun Great. series. Yeah. So I think that gives it a little boost as a yeah. film because sure. it's part of this. Yeah. I love Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan. That movie's terrible. I think I just like series like the MCU, where there's 24 (laughs) of them, and they're all good. I don't like um, the same idea over and over again. I tire of the same idea over and over and over again. They've had five shots at it with Scream, and they've chosen to make the same movie five times. And I know I watch them all in a row, 
So that obviously exposes whatever. But like the podcast for me is not what did I like? Let me rate it. Can we just back up for one second? Do you not think the MCU is the same plot over and over again? I mean, it is in some ways, but they they bring new ideas to the table. Like I like any franchise where it's like, well, this doesn't feel exactly the same. It's got the things I like in it, but there's difference of you know perspective of location of this is literally like this movie just had to be in Woodsboro. So if this movie took place on a beach, you'd be good with it. I wanted this movie to take place in a space station. Okay. I've been very clear about that. Yeah. This should have taken okay. place a thousand years in it the future. Have, you wanted Ghost Face X. Yes. Yeah. I'm ready for it too. I maybe one day make a screen just like the Halloween movies where it's like. These last two have been like, oh, this is kind of like the first one. All right. <laughs> it's like, why even do it? I'm more in the late 90s camp of like, they're doing it because shake it up a kids bit. Kids aren't going to watch 1979 Halloween today because like they don't like watching old movies because the pacing is too slow. So Apparently like... the rental zone, though, is uh, pretty fond of it. Yeah, the rental zone does like Loves it. Halloween. Halloween one is not great. I would say that, too, but it is better than any Scream movie. I for sure agree on that. That being said, I don't think it's a very good John Carpenter movie. I mean, it's no, like, the thing. It's not even, like, in the mouth of madness for me, honestly. Anyway. Yeah. Halloween 2 is great. Fine. Halloween H2O is hilarious. That's where my heart's at. <laughs> and that's what I need from a movie like Scream. Like, give me a Scream movie where, like, they're filming a reality show and everyone's wearing cameras on their head, like in a giant haunted mansion. Is I'm, that H2? Isn't that, that, that one's that's Resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I hate that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't be worse. That's the worst one. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if they want to get me with this series, they got to do something different. It's just too much. And they're making another one that's coming out in a year and a half. Are they? Yeah. I'll watch it. I will not. Halloween, you said? No, Scream. They're making another one? Yeah. Rachel and I can go watch it together. <laughs> okay, double date. And we'll pod on it. Yeah, we'll pod without you. Two you two pod without me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. This movie stink. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Dan Lyons. <laughs> I'm Rachel Lyons. Nice. We have the same last name. Yeah. It's beasts on our names. You guys are siblings. Yeah, we're brother and sister. We might be. We've, we we haven't looked into it yet. Genetics test. We might sure. be cousins. We're pretty no. sure we're cousins. Because you're both Jews? Yeah, that's Yeah, but no, it probably goes further than that. We're all connected, man. That's why we have so many diseases. He only means that because we're Jewish. There's no other... What's weird. the evidence here? Are just, you kidding me? Just Jews are... There's like, Jewish... To... You know there's Jewish genetics counselors because Jews yeah, have so no, many no, inbred I'm diseases. This, but I said... You said it goes beyond just being... No, Jewish. he's <laughs> just trying to make everyone feel weird. There's this no This is me making other... a big no sign. Whoop! Like Pinocchio. <laughs> That's how I know. No, I have a pretty regular sized nose for the audio listener out there. And so do I. So you guys. Anyway. So you, guys, you guys didn't do the genetic counseling because. Nah. Because well, uh, I'm pretty sure we're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, more about this on our next episode uh, for Spank yeah, and the Monkey next Yeah, save it for week. the next episode. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts, Rach, before we head out? No, thank you for having me. Is there like, do you want to say like a word maybe? Like the word we say at the end of the podcast sometimes to, to end every single episode? Or do you skip the last minute, 30 seconds of every episode? No. Do, why do you see I do that? If I said I see that you do that, would you say I do do that? No, I listen to them. Hold on. Through. Hold on. Rewind. You said, so 
do you see that I do that? Well, Meaning, like your concern in that moment was that we have a metric in which we can actually <laughs> see your listening pattern. I mean, you don't, don't give up too much here, Dan. I don't want her to know too much here. Which does imply that you do skip the last minute and 30 I'm seconds. I'm not going to say that it hasn't happened before. Like, here if we I go. have one minute left and I'm, I'm done for this the night. This is like me when my teachers would call my parents and they'd be like, have you been not been doing any of your homework? I'm like, I'm not going to say I've never missed my homework. <laughs> listen, I listen to your podcast mostly when I'm she brushing does. my teeth and doing dishes at the end of the night. She does. That's um, what we're for. That's truly, um, that's where we want you to listen. That's when I listen to it. there's one minute left of banter and I'm done for the night and I go the next night to listen to your podcast, I'm not going to listen to your last minute of banter. I'm going to go to the next episode. I feel, I feel you. So what's the one word that you say? I don't know. Goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should leave it at that. I wish. Okay. <laughs> and now you have to listen to the end of episodes. Okay. Baby.